Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely wonderful day today. And I had a few people contact me. We had some audio glitches with the show yesterday, so we were basically not able to run that through the archives because it was not working properly. So just give you guys a heads up on that. Yes, we had a show yesterday. No, it was not working properly. We apologize for the technical difficulty. And also, too, though, something that I saw that is going on that's almost laughable. As you guys know, I told you yesterday, And I've said repeatedly for the last year and a half that the CDC is not some federal agency only, and that's simply the only thing they do is come out and do research. The CDC is a federal agency via federal money, but they are also a private corporation, and they are also a 501c3 corporation all in one with different heads of the CDC. They are not an executive branch. They are not a judicial branch. They are not an enforcement branch. They are simply a nothing branch. They're there to tell you what they think is going on, and that's the extent of how far their reach legally goes. However, now we've seen over the last year and a half the CDC turn into this monstrosity, not only owning 32 patents, to deadly viruses. Think about that for a second. They own 32 patents to deadly viruses, but they turn around and come up with whatever erroneous topics, facts, science, whatever they want to say, they just say it. And it's supposed to be gospel apparently now because people just apparently listen to CDC blindly. They came out yesterday and they said that no unvaccinated people should be traveling this weekend. Now, of course, obviously, very few people are going to listen to that anymore because I don't even think most people even care about what the CDC says unless you're just a mindless sheep and you watch CNN all day long. But the truth about it is, and it really should become very clear, is that there is no construct around which the CDC has any enforcement. People have chosen to listen to the morons at the CDC, and the CDC in turn, has continued to come out with more moronic comments and statements, and people just continue to go down the road and say, oh, well, the CDC mandated this, and they did this, and they did that. They've done nothing. They have no enforcement branch. They have nothing. They are simply a research agency that gets taxpayer taxpayer money, and they also get independent money from other countries (laughs) through their 501c3 corporation, which is ironic and guess there's no conflict of interest there, and they continue to do what they want. So I thought I would bring that up today. Also, too, in other news, this is something that I found very uh, interesting. While the United States basically leads the way in one of the worst job growth reports we've ever seen in the United States, they're saying now we've only created like 200,000 jobs in the United States, and that's actually an overstatement, uh, well, well below what the actual goals were. Well, this is because the bumbling buffoon and his cronies and his banker boys that are behind the scenes continuing to keep giving people money. I've told you guys this repeatedly now. This is not something that's going to stop. We're watching the beginning phases of socialism take hold in the United States, which will in turn roll into communism once they can get enough people on board with their lunatic behavior and ideas. And this is why they continually keep giving people checks, giving people unemployment. All across the country, 
jobs open everywhere. I mean, pretty much every single store you go to, every restaurant you go to, if you've noticed now, there's big signs. Huh, help wanted. Apply inside. Basically, we'll hire anybody. Just come inside and work. And this is so sad to see this going on. At the same time, we're watching the economy and the inflation grow as far as the inflation rate while nobody wants to work. And now I saw an article earlier today on top of insulting the entire country with what just happened in Afghanistan, on top of seeing the parades with the Max Pro MRAPs that are $1.2 million apiece with Taliban terrorists hanging all over them with brand new machine guns that we gave them. On top of all that going on, they have now stated that all of the refugees from Afghanistan and the millions now that are being brought over to the United States, they're saying already hundreds of thousands, but I personally think we're going to be in the millions by the time this is all said and done. They are now getting $1,250 checks handed to them via taxpayer money, by the way, as soon as they land in the United States and then basically are allowed to go pretty much uh, anywhere they want and papers alongside of that so they can apply for whatever support, uh, basically food stamps, housing support, financial support, anything they want as soon as they get here. And it's ironic to me that we're watching this happen in real time, but it almost feels like it's slow motion now with everything that's happening. And it's very disturbing to see this in the country, and that's why it's so important. I continue to encourage everybody, make sure you are prepped up with what you need right now because there's no question about it. We are right on the verge of the United States collapsing as the world reserve currency and as the great empire that it once was, they have to bring it to its knees. And when I say they, I mean the banker boys. The United States has to come down as far as in order to push their new world order. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now happen in real time. What do you think, Deb? Uh, very well said, but a couple of clarifications here. Uh, number one, Trump started the free money. Don't forget that. That wasn't Biden. Trump shut the economy down. Trump told us we couldn't go to church. Trump signed the emergency executive order giving the CDC all of this authority. Trump, 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 and did I say Trump? Trump, Trump. And, you know, and here I'm going to say this. Biden and Trump, neither of them are in charge. The oligarchy, the State Street, BlackRock, you know, boys, the bloodline families, they're the ones who are running the planet and have done so for a long, long, long time. And the United States is simply their latest conquest as far as taking over a country. It took them over a hundred years to indebt us to a point now that, you know, we're enslaved by them to debt. And we got to also realize the $1,200 checks these Afghans are getting, this is not taxpayer dollars. That's not what this is. It's debt. You know, we're, we're being signed on to this. It's not like they charged, you know, me and Austin 1200 bucks each and they're giving our money to them. They don't have any money to give away. They're broke. We're running deficits. Everything that the government spends is based upon borrowed money. We have taken out new credit cards as a country to give the Afghans $1,200 each. It's like our tens of billions of dollars in aid we've given the foreign countries. We're broke. The country is completely and totally bankrupt. If you took the United States balance sheet and you took it to a CPA or you took it to a bank and you said – 
I want you to loan me money based upon my balance sheet. The bank would laugh at you and run out the door as fast as they could to get away from you because they would think you were nuts. And that's where we have found ourselves, completely and totally fiscally corrupt and bankrupt as a nation. So also is very, very right. You know, the reserve currency status cannot be held together very well by a bankrupt nation that cannot make good on their debts. And so they're bringing in their new world digital currency. They're bringing in their new world religion, which will be underneath their little snake thing they have. And they're bringing in their new world order, which is going to be a rehashing of the old world order. Remember, Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun. And there's, this won't be new either. This will be old. You know, it'll be part of the how to say that thousands and tens of thousands of babies that are aborted each day in the world right now, basically to release their energy into the field to feed these entities. That's what this is. This is being controlled by this group. And we need to understand why we're in this situation. Because they hate God, they hate you, they hate me. And they want to do everything they can to destroy God's creation. It's very important that we understand that. Okay, we have been deluged with people asking us for information for the local doctor that we had that gave us the ivermectin prescription. And uh, she's contacted me now. (laughs) And uh, this is what she's saying to me. Because I asked her about giving out her information to more people. She goes, well, I'm quoting you now. I appreciate your request, but I'll have to decline the offer. Just simply because I'm a one-person, you know, office, not because I don't want to help people. I want nothing more than to help people and to know that there is treatment available for this horrible infection. It breaks my heart that medical information and censorship is running rampant and that many people are suffering unnecessarily. And I am saddened that so many medical professionals are sitting on the sidelines and not fighting for their patients. Prevention is important, but in this crisis state that we are in now, I would make it a priority to tell patients that test positive to COVID to seek treatment immediately especially for those who have comorbidity conditions or are 50 years age or older. I'm, many, I'm willing to help as many people as I can. What I was going to do, I was going to give you out her full information on the show today, and she would have ended up getting tens of thousands of requests. I'm just telling you what would have happened. And what would have happened is it would have overwhelmed her, and she would have called me up and said, what the heck did you just do? The problem is she's in the state of Florida, and she has told a good friend of mine who knows her, that she's afraid they're going to take her license away from her, her medical license, basically for malpractice because she's using ivermectin as a treatment protocol for this whatever they want to call this, how should I say this, this bioweapon they've unleashed. Because, you know, we don't even know if it, we, they call it COVID, but we don't know what it is. That's just a name they gave it. They've never been, allowed, they've never been able to, quote, isolate it, tell us what it is, because it's a bioweapon, and they continually change it as they release new variants. But I've got good news for you guys today. I feel great. I've, 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 uh, today was the first day I have not taken ivermectin since last Saturday. Uh, I took one nasal decongestion, two, nas- two, 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 two Sudafed this morning. I don't take them very often to get my head clear. I, I feel absolutely wonderful. And I tell you what, guys, that was easy. That was my third dose of uh, how should I have it to deal with the COVID mess. And I thought you know, I would have some type of immunity towards it. But apparently, as they change the variants, it's like having a different flu every year. There's no immunity towards the flu that was around last year. So they're going to continue to do this and completely impact and affect other people's central nervous systems. Now, I've got good news for you. My buddy Gene, who was the best man in our wedding, 
I drove over to see him yesterday, and he's still alive. And I fussed at him for not getting back with me, but he's felt so bad he hasn't been able to really get, you know, be in contact. He actually walked down the stairs. He's 67 years old, and he looks like death warmed over. But he's alive, so thank you for your prayers. He looks absolutely awful. He looks like he's aged 20 years in the last six months since I've seen him last. And the problem is he didn't get in the hospital, which probably kept him alive. But he didn't take the supplements like I suggested to him also because for various reasons. I don't understand why. Because he has the supplements, but I don't know why he hasn't taken them. So last night I went over there and I told him, I said, look, you've got to take N-acetylcysteine. You've got to take the HGH stimulate. He literally can't walk more than a couple hundred feet without having to stop and sit down. He's that weak and his lungs are that damaged. So it's by the grace of God and your prayers that this man's alive. I'm just letting you letting you know that. It really is. And so I'm so I want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart. Sharon's back to about ninety percent. Lana's back to about ninety percent. Austin's back to hundred percent. I'm pretty much back to hundred percent. I had the least effect of any of us. I started on the ivermectin almost immediately. And I also started on the astragalus, which really boosts the immune system immediately. I was taking like seven of those things three times a day. But if you're going to do that, that's when I had a sore throat. Can't do it with a fever. Remember that. I also have to, you also have to take our prostate product that we have on the website right now in equal amounts. So if you take seven astragalus, if you're over the age of 40, you better take seven prostate support. Because it'll really mess with your prostate. You'll be able to urinate properly. Very important. I did that for three or four days. I never developed a fever. And I never really got sick. And I never really got in my lungs. But I tell you what, guys. This is a real one. I watched Austin and Lana and Sharon coughing up blood. This is some This is some bad stuff. I got my buddy G now. could barely walk. Sick as a dog still. Unbelievably weak. Probably won't be going back to work for another two, three months if he recovers. But I'm believing God will continue to pray for him. He'll start taking his supplements. He's going to get better. And yesterday we had a show that we had really bad audio quality quality on. We had to pull the plug on that one. And we talked about the dangers of remdesivir. Of course, I posted these same articles on on the website. You can read about them yourself. And how within five days after remdesivir treatment, you have kidney failure. And within 10 days of basically this type of treatment, there's a high probability you have full organ failure. And then one study that was done working with Ebola and remdesivir 58% 58% of the people died, you know, from the remdesivir, and the study had to be stopped, and the remdesivir had to be pulled out of the study. But they decided to give it to us for COVID treatment, which is insanity. It's a complete and total lie. It's a horrible product. I'll give you another example. My other buddy, Mike, who now has a sore throat, whose father-in-law and mother-in-law are in the hospital with COVID, whose son has been now recovered from COVID, he basically called me last night and said, I need you to pray. His his mother-in-law was in the hospital. She didn't feel good, and they gave her an injection of remdesivir yesterday. Listen to me. This is really, really important. She had an allergic to ag- reaction, and according to Mike, she was dead in 60 seconds. Yeah, that's where I'm going with this right now. I'm going to say it again. She took the injection, and she was dead in 60 seconds. Massive allergic reaction. They threw her on a ventilator immediately. They had the paddler, to best of my, this is my nine dollars, get her heart going again. They got her breathing again, and she's still on the ventilator today. What in the world is a product that is so toxic that you're dead in 60 seconds when you take it being used to treat a disease like this? Now, I'm not saying that this is something that happens with everybody because it doesn't, 
But I'm telling you, it happened to Mike's mother-in-law last night. When he told me they had an ejector with remdesivir, I thought, well, that probably makes a little bit of sense. And she had, a, like I said, a hypo reaction to it, massive hyper reaction to it. And she ended up basically with her heart stopping right there on the spot. So ask yourself a question. Do you really want any part of that drug? Uh, my answer is no. Absolutely no. How about, no, I'm not going to, how about explosive no? How about no, we're not going to go there today? So this is so important that I wanted to give you guys that information today because we need to pray for Mike's mother-in-law now because she's in the middle of all of this stuff now and, and, and his father-in-law is also in the hospital with the same thing. So again, these people are in the early 70s. Well, of course, I'm 65. But, you know, I really, I really take good care of myself. You know, I take the Health Master supplements all the time. I really loaded up on D3 when I first felt this stuff coming on me. I was taking 100,000 IUs a day for the first four or five days. You can't take that much all the time. You get too much. But you can do it for, a few, for three or four or five days. I loaded up on the potassium iodine, 60 milligrams a day. I was taking between 100 and 200 milligrams of zinc a day, which is too much. About 80 is about all you want for that. But I was loading my body up. And I really, really took vitamin C to bowel tolerance. And so all of these things I did, I personally believe, helped to mitigate this stuff along with the ivermectin as far as the replication process of this mess, this virus, this whatever it is. Because it does – ivermectin is an antiparasitical, but it, it does a whole lot more than just kill parasites. There's all types of things it does to the DNA of the virus and killing it and stripping it and all kinds of other things. That's something I really don't want to get into on the show right now, but it's a really good product, and it's been around for a long, long time. But then I started thinking about it this morning, and I talked to my buddy Eric, who's also a doctor, and I talked to him, and I said, you know, the only hope we have of getting out of this dystopian, how should I say, Freddy Krueger movie they put us into is Jesus. Because thou shalt call his name Jesus. Because he is the Lamb of God. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Counselor, the Good Shepherd, the Savior. He is your Redeemer and my Redeemer. He is our Deliverer and our Messiah. He is the way because he is Lord God Almighty as part of the Triune Godhead. He is Lord of all. He is the resurrection of the life. He is the King of Kings and he is the Son of God. Guys, listen to me. We can do all things to Christ who strengthens us. For this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. And prayer is still so powerful because our immune system is so strong and so powerful that God gave us. And we've got to realize this. I mean, <coughs> excuse me, they really don't want us on this planet right now. They really don't. In their eyes, you know, this eugenics protocol needs to be more effective and more efficient. That's what they want. They want to kill us better with more efficiency and more effectiveness. But God has given us an amazing immune system. So unless they poison us and they drug us and they change our DNA, uh, they can't destroy us. They already figured that out in Genesis chapter 6. They had to change everybody's DNA. These people that are doing this are literally the spawn of the evil one. It's very, very important that you understand that, and that's why you got to continue to pray. Sharon and I had a great prayer time this morning. We got to pray for you guys. I love you guys. I really do. And I want to thank you for your continued support of Health Masters, your continued support of you know getting your toothpaste and your deodorant and all the things we sell. Because if it wasn't for you guys supporting us, we couldn't do the show. This show is listener-supported, period. So thank you. Also remember, 
if you do get exposed to spike proteins, you take that N-acetylcysteine because they're trying to pull it off the market again. And they're trying to pull ivermectin off the market now, too. This is insanity. And take our HGH stimulate product because it's a nitric oxide supplement. Because the study that I told you guys about several months ago that's since been pulled, it said the only two ways to basically ameliorate or mitigate the symptoms and the damage associated with spike proteins was N-acetylcysteine and nitric oxide. I love you guys. Austin, what do you think? What's your next story, bud? That's exactly right. And also, too, if you're looking at a low cost as far as a uh, product for nitric oxide, you're trying to stay within a budget. The beet juice powder, which is on sale right now, is also a good product, which can help increase nitric oxide in the body. We did a whole research article on it on the website years ago about the benefits of beet juice powder, what it does not only cleaning out the kidneys and the liver, but also increasing natural nitric oxide production in the body. So be sure to check that on the website, product of the week right now. Also, to another news, this is kind of a comical uh, article, but I had to bring it up because it just shows you the state of the nation on what priorities are starting to go. San Francisco, which you guys have pretty much already figured out, San Francisco has turned into a failed city. You know, you are allowed to shoot heroin on the street and you're allowed to go defecate on the sidewalk but you can't go inside a business without a mask on. I'm not sure how all that works as far as for your safety. But other than that, they're uh, just going right along at San Francisco. Now they've rolled out a pilot program in October that they're going to pay high-risk individuals not to shoot each other. I'm not joking. This, you can't make this up. It's on Breitbart and Fox News. The program, which is sponsored by the Dreamkeeper Fellowship, will pay individuals who are at high risk of being on either end of a shooting, $300 per month to forgo violent crime. <laughs> Notably, the Dreamkeeper Initiative is part of San Francisco Mayor London Breeds plan to divert $120 million from the city's law enforcement budget to help out the inner city minorities. So I guess they're saying that law enforcement money would be better spent putting basically furloughs on law enforcement and sending them home and giving individuals that are high risk $300 a month and asking them if they'll be moderately decent criminals and not shoot each other while they're being paid. Uh, you, you know, you, sometimes you can't make up stuff so stupid. I mean, you really can't. I couldn't come up with the concept myself. I never would have thought something that moronic. But they did. And San Francisco leads the way again and being one of the stupidest cities in the country. And they're just having at it. And what's ironic about this is I thought about it, and it's not just the socialist aspect of giving people free money. And it's not just – begging criminals not to do bad things and giving them money not to do bad things. The whole concept with that is so moronic when it comes down to the idea of what happens when you stop giving them money. Well, it's very clear what would happen. If you stop giving them money, they're going to start doing the things they did before if they ever stopped them in the first place. In fact, they're going to get much worse because then they're going to prove a point that they want their free money or they're going to keep shooting each other. This concept just apparently eludes San Francisco. But the next part about that I'm getting at is here's the part that I kind of found a little troubling. When it discusses the payments and it specifically states individuals who are at high risk on either end of a shooting, well, how is that determined? Well, the only way it's determined 
is through minority report crime prediction. That's one of the things that nobody's talking about. And according to the basically Richmond, California, the Cash for Criminals program is being done on an analysis standpoint by identifying people that basically have been charged or arrested and then essentially predicting if they're likely to commit a crime again and throwing them into a data pool. This in and of itself is already very, very dystopian. As I've talked about this research before because this is not the first time this has happened. Numerous states have adopted these type of policies where they take individuals who have an arrest record and they throw them into an algorithm and they actually put out a crime percentage chance, meaning they predict how likely it is that that individual is going to do another crime again and what type of crime it may be. This is already out there. This has been out there for years as far as with crime prediction. This is exactly, exactly what happens in the film Minority Report with Tom Cruise, and it goes to a whole other level where they have basically individuals who are predicting it because they can see the future, and they start arresting people because they're going to commit a crime in the future. This is where it's headed. This is where it's going. I'm telling you right now, this isn't going to stop. This is what the 5G is all about. This is why the 6G is already being introduced and rolled out the end of this decade. This is why they want everybody chipped and ejected. This is why they want completely EV electric vehicles that are fully autonomous. They want everything to be tied into the Internet of Things so they can monitor your life, your actions, your thoughts, everywhere you go, anything you do, all in real time. That's where they're taking this. That is why I've been so adamant about the Internet of Things and not being supportive of it. This is why I've been so against electric vehicles because I know where they're headed and I know exactly what they're going to do in the future with this program. This is why GM now came out the other day and they said, we're going to produce completely electric vehicles by 2035. There will not be a single gasoline or diesel-powered engine in our fleet by 2035. Now, we already know GM's bought – the bankers own GM. They bought them out. I mean we saw that in 2008. They completely and totally own them. And so you want to see what they're planning on in the future. You want to see what they're doing. All you have to do is listen to what they're currently doing right now. At the same time, People didn't even realize this happened, and it was so disturbing in Australia as if Australia already is complete and total poster child for just totalitarian rule. Two days ago, their surveillance legislation amendment bill of 2021 passed completely and totally unannounced with almost nobody reading it, and within 24 hours, it passed both basically houses. When I started reading this and what it's about, it's so far disturbing, it boggles my mind. And essentially what it's also known as is the identify and disrupt bill. And what's even more alarming about it is it's very, very clear now that Australia is becoming the testing ground for the New World Order that they want to implement all across the country. And part of this bill, it states, and I quote, to disrupt online data by modifying adding, copying, or deleting data to frustrate the commission of serious offenses online and allows law enforcement to take over a person's online account for the purpose of gathering evidence for a future criminal investigation. 
I, I don't even really know how this possibly got through, but it did, and they passed it with flying colors, sadly enough. And what's crazy about this is the bill, it specifically wants to be vague on purpose, and it adds like it's only going after serious criminal activity. But the problem with it in the whole bill it doesn't define serious criminal activity. It's so ambiguous, and essentially what it allows the Australian government to do is to frame anyone, put anybody's personal online signature online, to go into anybody's social media account, and at the same time to add, delete, or completely change post for the future investigation, meaning they can go in, hack into your Facebook page, Post a comment or post a, you know, basically a, a post up about how you want to find out who in Australia wants to get together with mercenaries and get guns into the country. Okay? They, they just say something like that. You didn't say it. All of a sudden they post it. And you get 50 hits, and all of a sudden you go on your Facebook page and you go, What the heck? I didn't post this. All these people are hitting me up wanting to know what in the world I'm doing with all these guns. I'm not doing anything with guns, I'm not doing anything illegal in Australia. Then all of a sudden they come knocking on your door. They say, listen, you got a post online. We're arresting you now. You basically are in trying to elicit violence. You go, I didn't post that. Well, yeah, you kind of did, so we're going to arrest you. That is literally what this bill allows is for people to be framed, for people to be manipulated online, and to literally call it legal at the same time. I don't even understand how in the world this passed and why anybody thinks this is something that's even remotely okay in a civilized society for law enforcement to have this level of autonomy and this level of control over your personal life. But remember, remember what I told you guys before with the online stuff. Be very, very careful. Because this is not the end of this. This is the next phase in order to be able to shut down any and all dissidents. This is why I've told a lot of people, if you have a private computer, shut your internet off at night. In general, shut your internet off at night, period. I've said this repeatedly. Every single night, I flip the switch on my internet. I, when I built my house last year, or over two-year period, it seemed to go on forever, but I'm here now, and I put a switch that goes up to my router, Wi-Fi router, that's up in the second floor by my air handler, and I shut it off at night. The whole house goes dark from internet. There's, there's zero internet, and I did solar board on everything, so there's hardly any service at all. That's what I wanted from a Wi-Fi standpoint. But also remember, too, whenever your phone's on, whenever your computer's on, when all this stuff's linked up to the computer and the internet all night long, anybody – that's a sufficient hacker can go into your computer if it has internet service. Now, if your computer's unplugged and there's no internet service, you can't go into it because it has no internet access. Always remember that. Just a tidbit, just a little bit of you know me throwing you guys some information out there. But what we just saw with Australia this week is very, very clear where they're wanting to take this, Dad. What do you think? Australia is the template, Austin. I mean, that's, that's where they want everything to go. And the reason they're able to do that to Australia is like you mentioned earlier and you mentioned before on other shows, basically it's because they've been disarmed. And if we allow this Second Amendment that we have in the United States, which has been very, very pesky for these guys because they don't know what to do with it because they – well, quite frankly, here's the deal. They bring in mercenary forces from other countries into the United States. They're in for one heck of a battle. They really are. But do you remember what Saddam Hussein did? 
supposedly, whether he did or not, I don't know, is one of the things they used against him to invade Iraq when he gassed the Kurds with sarin nerve gas years and years ago. And also they went into this village and everybody's dead. All right. Again, you don't destroy infrastructure that way. So are they planning on gassing us? They're already drone striking us and drone striking American citizens are already doing that. They're already holding us indefinitely in detention facilities, black ops sites, without any chance to even talk to an attorney or not even tell our family where we went. We just disappear, and suddenly we're just gone, and they got us out back torturing us somewhere. That's the United States doing that, by the way. Talk about Guantanamo Bay, some other black sites in the United States. Guys, this is the problem that we have right now. We've allowed the United States government to be taken over by this Kabbalist group. You know, the whole thing, 9-11. If you look at the faces on 9-11, it's the same cult that did 9-11 that's brought us COVID. Different crisis, same faces, same group, same guys who brought us the Bay of Tonkin, the same guys who got us into Vietnam, the same guys who helped run the banks with all the drug money out of Afghanistan and Vietnam as far as the heroin production. The same group. It's always the same people, the same group that took over the country in 1913 via the Federal Reserve Act and got brandished basically on the Supreme Court. That's the same group that started the Civil War. It's the same group that started the War of 1812. It's always the same people. It's the same Kabbalist cult. Hopefully on this show, because we apparently are the only show that wants to talk about this stuff on a continual basis, because we constantly link all the strings back to the center of the spider, back to these clowns. You guys are seeing it. Because once you understand it, it's as clear as the nose on your face and the bright sunlight with a high-resolution mirror. It really is. You go, what the heck? There, there's that thing again. There's that, there's that Kabbalist cult again, doing it again, doing it again, doing it again. Fauci has literally been the one they've used for the past 30 years to bring us pretty much every pandemic we've had. Fauci's the same one. Same one over and over and over and over and over again. And he's the one they're going to continue to use. The boy's got like... Teflon. I mean, he's first of all, he's an unbelievable hypocrite. Everybody's got to wear a mask. You see him at a ball game, sitting up in the stands, talking to his friends with no mask on. I mean, the guy just stops. He never stops lying. But always remember, it ain't Fauci. He's being told what to do. He's basically the puppet on the strings, like Trump was, just like Clinton was, just like King Obama and King Michael, his wife, it, whatever it was to be today. Just like Biden's not in charge. My gosh, you don't, you have to have an IQ of a grape to think that Biden's in charge. He don't know what he's doing even the way he is. By the way, you're at a press conference, Mr. President. Uh, where's that? Uh, we're in Washington, D.C. today. Oh, oh, well, let me put my head down and cry for a little while. I'm not, what, what is it? What, what in the heck is going on? He's not in charge. He's just an obvious stooge. <laughs> but you know what? If they can give you a gay Kenyan who's not even born in the United States and a guy for a wife, according to Joan Rivers, who was dead shortly after she made that comment, for for eight years, for two terms, and people in the United States don't even notice that the woman's a guy. She walks down a set of stairs in a silk dress and looks like she's got a, well, forgive my vernacular, an Alabama black snake hanging between her legs. I mean, what the heck is that all about? That's not okay. But we're supposed to believe that she's a woman? And you look at Hollywood with the transgender stuff, all part of this Kabbalah stuff. Pretty much probably 80% of the Hollywood top women actors, I'm going to be on a little ledge here, but I'm going to say it, are guys. Yeah, they're just guys. 
And, you know, you start seeing it. You start seeing the patterns. You can start going, gosh, really? Well, let me ask you a question. The first lady of the United States was a transgender. You don't think they can put Hollywood actresses out there as transgenders? We've talked about it before in depth. It's called part of their religious practices. It's what they do. It's what they always have done. They're a bunch of sickos. Oh, by the way, the Biden administration is now admitting to have lost track of 5,000 migrant children that have possibly been sold into sex trafficking. Just to put some good news on this, the federal government has lost contact with around 5,000 out of 15,000 children who were released into the interior of the U.S. between January and May. Health and Human Services no longer have any idea where they are. The Biden administration eased the vetting process for sponsors because facilities were crowded. Sponsors no longer have to be fingerprinted to claim a child from a Border Patrol custody. Almost anyone who is not even known can be a felon or anybody else say that they are a relative of the child. Critics are concerned that children are being trafficked for labor and for sex. Last week, the story of the Department of Homeland Security Insider blew the whistle on gangs of the transnational organized crime, watched lists who migrate to the U.S. and receive protected status. The gangs were involved in child sex trafficking and are the extreme danger to unaccompanied migrant children. Six years ago, a Senate report showed that the Obama administration was caught placing tens of thousands of migrant children with sex traffickers. Imagine that. We talk about this all the time. By the way, a new Texas law against abortion after a heartbeat has got Planned Parenthood unbelievably mad, and now the Planned Parenthood leaders are calling for riots. Texas passed a heartbeat law that effectively bars most abortions, and the state, after six weeks of presidency, about time, should bar them totally. The time of gestation where a heartbeat can be detected the law also empowers individuals to file lawsuits against abortion providers or anyone who aids or abets the procedures after the detection of a heartbeat. And those lawsuits can now yield $10,000 of statutory damages per abortion. But again, will this be upheld by the Supreme Court or will they strike it down or what will happen after it goes back to the court and to the legislature? We don't know. We'll see what happens if they bring it to the Supreme Court again with additional, how should I say, reasons why they don't want to pass it. Or are they just going to start rioting again like they did in Portland last year? <laughs> By the way, the CDC and the FDA admit their policies are based on a contrived model and not a virus. But wait a minute, what? The CDC may withdraw its request to the FDA for the emergency youth authorization of PCR test to be replaced by a PCR test with a better marker. The CDC FDA admitted there was a problem with a PCR test, which they started admitting to several months ago, which had been used to detect COVID starting in February of 2020, right up to the present. The CDC has also referenced documents that confirmed it did not have a specimen <laughs> of the SARS COVID-2 virus when it concocted the PCR test and that it contrived samples of the virus. In other words, it didn't even know what it was looking for. Therefore, it has no proof that the SARS COVID-2 virus even exists. The FDA documents said that it granted emergency approval to 59 different PCR tests since the beginning of the pandemic, and it was not feasible to compare them to a reliable standard. Are you listening to what I'm saying, friends? They're telling you they have no idea what they're doing. They're just making stuff up. <laughs> Pfizer, by the way, is developing a twice-per-day COVID pill to take in addition to its vaccines they want to give you every three months. Pfizer is developing an oral antiviral COVID pill to make sure we can get you to the transhuman state as quickly as possible to be taken alongside the mRNA vaccine. <laughs> I guess the mRNA vaccine is not quite powerful enough. It is to be released by the end of this year. Surprise, surprise. And the dose is two pills per day forever. 
Pfizer's CEO, Albert Burla, said success against the COVID-19 will likely require both vaccines and treatments. It's like Austin and I told you, they ain't ever going to stop. Critics are concerned that Pfizer's twice-daily pills will likely be accepted as needed for life. Antiviral drugs can cause severe systemic damage like death in 60 seconds. <laughs> Just thought I'd mention that one. And protease inhibitors are reported to be highly toxic and have little therapeutic value, according to the British Medical Journal. And reports on dangerous viral drugs given to AIDS patients decades ago. Of course, a lot of that was, again, taken care of and basically orchestrated through Fauci. The Tokyo Medical Association has now recommended ivermectin for co-fed, but the American Medical Association, which is Rothschild Rockefeller controlled, says no, no ivermectin for you, peasant, you're a peasant. The chairman of the Tokyo Medicaid Medical Association, Haruo Ozaki, held a press conference in February 21 announcing the anti-parasitic drug ivermectin is effective at stopping COVID-19. And he recommended that all doctors in Japan immediately begin using the ivermectin to treat COVID. By the way, they've done this in Africa, too, with tremendous success in stopping COVID with ivermectin because they're used to using antiparasitical drugs in Africa because of the parasites that are so prevalent in that country and that, that continent. And so Africa wants to do it. Africa's doing it. And Japan's doing it. But we can't. No ivermectin for you. By the way, Trump won't stop running his mouth. Now, he's predicting a 9-11-style attack and a mass migration of refugees out of, out of Afghanistan. So he's basically saying the Afghan people are going to come in and do a 9-11 attack against the United States that are being brought in by the senile one, which isn't doing anything because it's the same cult that rules the world is doing all of this, by the way. And by the way, COVID shots are killing and crippling teens in record numbers. And the young children are next. Now, they're warning us when they start injecting the young children, there's going to be a mass increase in poliomyelitis throughout the United States from the vaccines causing permanent nerve damage to these young children. Guys, if you're a parent, if you're a grandparent, you got grandkids, you got kids that are stupid. I don't even know how to say that any nicer. I'm sorry that have decided to give their children the 76 vaccines and every vaccine that comes through the pipe. Do your best to educate these stupid children and I'm being really nice right now because, guys, I'm not blaming this on you as a grandparent or great-grandparent. I'm blaming it on the system of the constant, never-ending lies and the propaganda that have been fed to the American kids and the population through the doggone Marxist school systems that we have here in the United States. But do your best to educate the children. Start sending them tons of literature to read. Try, please, at least try. Will it always work? No, because some of them are just too stupid. Let me give you an example. I'm not picking on your kids. I'm picking on your grandkids. I'm just talking about in general here now. Years ago, I had a pastor, and he was anti-vaccine. I'm pretty awake about that part. He'd written several books on stuff. And he had a son who was dumber than a box of rocks. I mean, if you added up all of his IQ points, you know, you couldn't fill up a symbol. I mean, the guy was dumb. I mean, dumb, 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 dumb. And did I tell you that he was dumb because he was really dumb? And he decided he was in a, he had a baby. He had his wife who basically ran the cup, ran, ran the family, total Jezebel. And she decided that she was going to vaccinate the little boy. And so my pastor friend came to me and said, Ted, can you help me? I said, well, I don't know, bud. What do you want me to do? He goes, my son is stupid. And I'm like, okay. He says, he wants to vaccinate the baby. And I'm like, okay, what do you want me to do? Well, I've told him and told him and told him he won't listen. I said, why did he listen to me? Remember what Jesus said? Remember this? 
when he was up in heaven and he was he was still on this planet and he was and we were talking and we were talking, I think it was what was it Barab, who was it I can't remember it was the the guy died and went to heaven it was Abraham's bosom and he and he told he could he could see back what was happening on the earth and I, I have, I'm sorry I haven't read this in a couple of months I can't remember the exact details of it and he said please tell my family what happens in hell so they won't go to this horrible place and Jesus said. I tell you the truth, even if somebody returns from the dead, they will not believe. Okay. And you know, so Nicodemus, I think it was, but I don't remember it. I, I read you all next week. But what the, the thing was this, it's the same thing is true, isn't it? When some people make up their mind, it doesn't matter if somebody shows up from the dead. It wouldn't make one bit of difference if Jesus Christ himself walked into their house and started talking to them. If they are closed minded and they don't want to hear the message of the gospel, they won't listen. You think, well, that's not true. It is true. The Jews killed Jesus. The Pharisees killed Jesus. They would not listen. They hung him on a cross. They begged Pilate to kill him. They would not listen. Same thing would happen today. I'm letting you guys know that. It's just the way it is. People don't listen. And so I told my pastor friend, I said, I can try. I sent him, I think it was either 300 or 600 articles. I mean, I sent him a plethora of stuff, a plethora of stuff about how bad vaccinations were for young children. Remember, I wrote a book on this, Maximum Solutions to ADD and Autism and Learning Disabilities in Children. I wrote the book 20 years ago. It was a published book. It sold a lot of copies. And I, I'm kind of an expert in this field. And so I sent this information to this kid who was probably in his mid-20s at the time. And he contacts me back, sends me a text. He goes, do you have any more information? And I said, I've sent you hundreds of articles, hundreds, many of them, double-blind clinical research studies showing about the dangers of mercury and the increased risks of autism. It's not enough? I've sent you hundreds? Uh, I need more. I need more to read. And he proceeded to vaccinate the child because his wife had decided she wanted to vaccinate the child. Now, I'm going to say this to you young folks. You listen to me for a second. I'm going to meddle here for a second. You're dating somebody and you think they're kind of hot. You know, you get dating this guy, you think he's hot. You're dating this girl, you think she's hot. And you think, well, maybe this guy's, this girl's marriageable material. You better start talking to him and asking him simple questions like, what do you think about vaccinations? Okay. Are you awake? Are you awoke? What do you think about transgenders? What do you think about gays? What do you think about schools? What do you think about homeschool? Yeah, those kind of questions that they don't want to talk to you about. Ask them those questions. Because they become a major, major problem after you're married. Well, this, this son was so stupid, he went ahead and vaccinated the kid. Now, whether the kid had problems or not, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I no longer associate with that pastor for various reasons. But the point is this. It's one of those things that basically you have to ask yourself, where are you willing to go with this? How far are you willing to take your children, your grandchildren? How deep do you want to go down the rabbit hole with them to tell them the truth? To try to get them to listen. Sometimes they listen. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes you got to shake the dust off your feet. You've heard that before, haven't you? And walk away. That's all you can do. Guys, I'm going to be on Hagman tonight. Looking forward to that. I believe the coach and Dr. Tenpenny are going to be on before me, so I'm looking forward to that. I love you guys. I really, really appreciate you. Again, I want to profusely thank you for your support of this show without your support, your financial support and the purchase of our supplements and our products that we have at health masters. We couldn't bring you this program. And I thank you from that from the bottom of my heart. I love you guys. I appreciate you.
Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tonight on Hagman. Absolutely. And I pulled it up a minute ago because I thought about it after Dan said it, and I wanted to read about it again. He's referring to, um, in the Bible, he was referring to Luke chapter 16, where it was discussing the rich man and Lazarus. And I've always found this story um, very interesting, but also disturbing at the same time. Because if you remember when it comes in, it discusses, you know, basically how Lazarus and the rich man died. And it says in verse 24, he said the rich man cried out because father Abraham, he saw, he looked up and saw Abraham from afar with Lazarus by his side from Hades. And he cried out, father Abraham, have mercy on me, send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water to cool my tongue for his agony in here with fire. And Abraham answered, remember that during your lifetime, you basically had all this and you treated Lazarus like this. And he goes, and besides all this, he goes, a great chasm is fixed between you and I so that those who wish to cross over from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross from there to us. And then that's when he says, I have five brothers, basically send somebody to them. And he goes, if they're not going to listen to Moses, they're not going to listen to any prophets. They will not be persuaded even if somebody rises from the dead. And I've always found that chapter very interesting because it's very disturbing how the man is in hell being tormented, but somehow he can still see Abraham and Lazarus in heaven. That's horrific. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It's bad enough you're dealing in Hades with everything that's going on down there as it talks about. But the fact that it's someplace – you can actually see what's going on in heaven. That's even more tormenting on top of that because you see what's happening. But I thought I would just bring that up because that story is uh, very, very true. In the same concept of once people have their minds fixed and they refuse to change and they have bought into, well, in this case, the Covidian cult, I've found this out numerous times, they won't listen. You can tell them everything. You can show them the facts, the research, the science, the studies. It does not matter. They will continue to ignore you. They will continue to argue with you, and they will come up with the most idiotic excuses so they can still maintain their narrative and maintain their ability in their mind to think that they are still right. I told you guys a month ago or so, a girl that Lana knew – Basically, Lana posted some stuff on social media about simply questioning the Pfizer injection and questioning the research because everything continues to change even though they tell you it's science. But somehow the science that they tell you constantly changes every single week. So it's not really science. It's more there's opinion. And the girl came out and basically sent Lana this long, long paragraph about how Lana didn't know what she was talking about and how the Pfizer injection was totally safe. Because there were no side effects after two months. And when I was reading it, I went, well, yeah, no, duh, Sherlock. They only had two months of phase three trials. It never went past two months. So they have no idea what happens to you after two months because there is no research. And Lana was going back and forth with her. And the girl literally was just arguing herself into a corner with zero facts. There's, there's no, I mean, it, it, it was like I was reading something. And I was like, dude, I didn't think people could be this stupid. I really couldn't. I mean, there, there was nothing, 
nothing to back what she was saying. She was just coming up with erroneous, gibberish propaganda that CNN spouts off. And Lando would come back with facts, research, copy and paste of the research study. Oh, that, that's not accurate. That's taken out of context. It's a double-blind clinical research study. How is it taken out of context? I'm showing you right here what the researchers and the doctors said when they started to discuss this. No, 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 no. Ben, that's, that's erroneous. That's not true because Pfizer had two-month trials, and nobody had side effects after two months, so it's totally safe. They would never put some on the market that's not safe. And finally, I told Lana, I said, when you're dealing with idiots like this, I said, you can't argue with them. I said, it's best just to block and delete them. I said, because they will get you so riled up and they'll get your blood pressure so high and you'll literally go nowhere. You'll just argue in circles with them. I said, it goes nowhere. I said, so I'm encouraging you just to, just to drop it. And she did. And I, I told her, I said, I've dealt with that too before. Sometimes I get emails from customers. And usually within the first sentence, I delete the whole email because I already know where it's going. They're, just, they're, they're coming up with stuff just to argue. They're the type of people that love to have a differing opinion just to start an argument. It doesn't matter if they're wrong. It doesn't matter if it's an erroneous argument. They just want to have something to argue about with you. And that's just how some people are. It, it's really stupid, but that's just how they are. So when you deal with people like that, it's best just to let them go. And just, okay, have a nice day. Have a fantastic one. Because I promise you, been there, done that, you'll never win. Because they'll just come up with stupider and stupider comments that make no sense to a point that your brain hurts. And you go, okay, this is obviously not going anywhere. So just something, just a side note on there. Also, too, in other news, as sad as it is, six people, six people got stabbed in Auckland, New Zealand by another Islamic terrorists surprise surprise I mean, they don't have guns in New Zealand because they basically made everybody turn them in I think there's still quite a few New Zealand residents that did not turn them in simply for the reasons that we know from Australia but I saw this and it was so disturbing to me because I've been to Auckland I've been there New Zealand is one of the most beautiful countries if you've ever been there I mean it's it's, it's incredible it's, it is a beautiful place and to see what's going on in this migrant invasion globally planned intentionally to bring in these groups to start up as much strife as they can. See, remember I said last week when they are bringing in these Afghan refugees, and I have nothing against people in Afghanistan at all. I know a lot of them are having a very difficult time. But when I see photos of giant cargo planes and it's 100% fighting age males being transferred to the United States, no women, no children – it shows me very clearly what the agenda is. And when you take individuals that hate America, they hate this country, they hate Christians, and they're hardcore Sharia law Muslims, and then you say, hey, we're going to hand you a check, we're going to send you to the United States, and we're going to tell you to behave, and then people go, oh my gosh, I can't believe they did something stupid, I can't believe they killed somebody. Guys, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. This is what they're churning up. This is what they're planning. They have to ruin the United States from the inside out. And if you bring in enough cultures, if you bring in enough destruction, you bring in enough violence, you bring in enough hatred from other countries, you will eventually completely and totally ruin a country from within. It's just a fact. It's one of the same things that happened to Rome with the Hessians and the Barbarians and all the different groups that basically got in. They started undermining the culture of Rome, and they stopped raising little 
Romans. And that's what's happening here in the United States now. We're no longer raising little Americans. People don't want to spank their kids anymore. People don't want to basically train their kids on how to be good, responsible Christian adults. They simply go, okay, here you go. Go to school. Have fun. Enjoy school. Come home. uh, Go play video games and go to bed. And that's the extent of their parental upbringing now. And that's why we see so many behavioral problems. That's why we see so many issues with these kids basically with shootings. We see so much with the violence. We see so much with the antisocial behavior, so much with the drugs. It's getting worse because we're no longer raising little Americans. So thank you, my friends, again. Get the support out there. Get the truth out there. Thank you for supporting healthmasters.com. Ted will be on the Hagman show tonight. Going to be a big show. I think Ted Penny's on before him with Hagman, and then Ted's on. It's going to be a wild show tonight. So you guys buckle up. Get ready for it. It's going to be intense. Thank you again for supporting the Health Masters. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Y'all have a fantastic weekend. Stay prepped. Stay strong, as always. And I'll talk to you again on this show Monday, as always. Thank <laughs> you.